Hey. Hit it, boys.
Susan B., are you there? Can you hear us? I think we got it. Welcome, everyone, live from the Dutch Hall. Thank you very much to our stand-in bartender, Jeff Clunder. Let's hear it for him, everyone. Come on. You did a great job on the announcement there. Standing in for my brother, Paul Van Dyke, who, of course, needs no introduction. Welcome to Live from the Dutch Hall. I'm Pete Van Dyke, just returning from vacation. And, of course, our responsibility at Live from the Dutch Hall is to ensure that when we go somewhere in the world, that we will report back to you on our adventures and let you know what I've done. And this time I've brought home something better than any uh, souvenir, any, uh, any tattoo, any picture you can get. You know, I brought back a scar, a real scar on my forehead. This, it's a real beauty. It's a beauty. I'll tell you it is. And this star comes, what every scar comes with is a story of something that someone did that was really stupid. And everybody loves a story about that. And tonight we're going to open this show with that very story. And this story starts on our vacation that I went on with my wife to the beautiful BVI. Hey, Dave, I think now... BVI? BVI, yeah. <laughs> you know, BVI is a beautiful bunch of islands, a lovely uh, part of the world, uh, full of uh, uh, volcanic islands. Volcanic islands that the volcanoes many years ago had... Uh, uh, like spewed vault of uh, what magma, lava, lava magma. from the earth, and made beautiful islands. You know that have since greened over, creating the beautiful British Virgin Islands. But in the middle of the Virgin Islands is one non-volcanic island. You ready? One non-volcanic island, <laughs> and this island is called Anagata. Now Anagata is a non-volcanic. You'll say, what does that mean? Non-volcanic, Pete. Well. It means it's just a goddamn sandbar in the middle of the water. You know, basically it's like if everyone lived at Potahawk. I know it's local, but that's exactly what it's like, a sandbar that rises up. And the only people who can survive on this thing are people uh, with long legs, because it's gonna get wet. But nonetheless, on our second day of our voyage, we ended up at this godforsaken island of Anagata. And this is where the scar, the fish hook star, or the scar, what? Fish the star, the tail of the fish hook scar begins. Do it, Dave. Day two, my guide, Jose, explains we're approaching the shores of Anagata. He explains there's not much to do in Anagata. What you can do is you need to rent a car or a scooter and you can travel the whole island quite, quite easily. No traffic lights, no nothing. Just uh, get in the vehicle and go. So, uh, of course, when we say scooter, I look at my wife. She says scooter. I say scooter. Then uh, somebody asks, is it, is it difficult to drive the scooters? And Jose laughs. <laughs> I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't drive a scooter if it's your first time in Anagata what he said. That didn't scare me. I'm from a farm. I can handle a two-wheel vehicle. That's what I say in my head. Except, of course, I have crashed every two-wheel vehicle <laughs> with a motor I've ever tried to ride. Charters has seen it, right? I crashed the guy's moped in two seconds, gave it back to him, and told him it was leaking mud. Do you remember that? This is my track record. It's not good. I've crashed everything. But still, my wife looks at me, and she says, you know, I want to go on the scooter. 
So I say to her, I don't want to break your heart. I want to give you the best vacation of your life, baby. I'm going to be a man. Despite my insecurities, I'm going to try to do this thing, right? Well, we get off the boat. We head onto this island. Right away, I feel something's wrong, you know. Something's wrong. Now, uh, Jose decides he's going to go to the rental place B. But there is two places to get a scooter. I decided to go rental place A. Something was a little funny there at rental place A, but I just decided to plug forward. I just, just wanted to get on the scooter and show my wife the time of her life. And boom. Thank you. I wanted to show her the time of my life. It was too much. You guys would end up uh, uh, being mad at me by the end. It was kind of throwing off my timing. But anyways, we're the, on this island. I'll just tell you the story. We're on this island, and uh, we go to the rental car place, and this is the lesson they give you to drive this scooter. Now, I've never driven a scooter before, especially one like this. And uh, it is basically a rickety old wide thing that's low to the ground, and uh, it's very tilty, right? Now, the, the, there's two brakes, the handbrake at the top and the other brake, the front brake and the rear brake, right? She explains that. That seems very standard to me. Like now, a the now, the gas, the gas, you pull towards you to, in order to go fast, and then you have to push it away from you in order to slow it down. If you let it go, it will just drive into the bush, as I found out right away <laughs> when she told me to start it. And, I, and literally, this is what happened. She's like, you want to just press this button? And I pressed the button. It didn't start. She goes, give it a bit of gas. I gave it a bit of gas, and then it left. The, and then the thing goes into the bush like this. Woo! My wife is <laughs> off the back of it on the ground. And then uh, the lady's like, uh, like uh, I've run her over. And then uh, she's uh, saying, like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to give this guy the vehicle or what. You know? And uh, Susie, the other girl on our trip, she decided uh, she was the only other one that was saying she would do it. It was two Americans two Brits, and uh, three Canadians. The three Canadians were all in for the scooter until Pete decided to bail, <laughs> bail his wife like in two seconds of touching the thing. <laughs> and actually, I said to my wife, I didn't, like, just give me a break. Let me drive down the road a bit, get used to the vehicle, make sure I'm okay with taking this out on the road. I am stone cold sober at this point. Stone cold sober. I can't even stress that enough, you know? So I go down the road just out of eyesight of my wife, and I can see this roundabout, right? Oh, perfect training for me to go to this roundabout. So I go and I try my first turn. I try to turn the steering wheel. I, I just uh, crash immediately, crash. <laughs> There's no way. I look back to see if anyone sees me. No one sees me. I get back on the bike. I hobble it back up. And I, with all the confidence I can muster up in my face, I tell my wife to hop on. We're going to do this, you know? And we go through this island, this godforsaken island of Anagata. And there's just like, it's like the... Um, it's like Frogger was the game. Like you're, you're buying the scooter in order to, to like dodge all of the obstacles they're putting up for you in Anagata. You know, they have, not only do they have like uh, sand everywhere, just in the middle of the road to be road, and then like a big sand, like sandbar, you know, like there's drifted across because there's no, no one's supposed to live there. It's supposed to be under the water, you know? Anyways, we drove, and then there's goats and sheep and cows that'll just come out at you. The old ones will uh, listen when you honk, if you can find that, when you're trying to balance the thing. I did all these things. I got to two different beach bars, people. Two different beach bars, you know? And I had no problems. We got the hang of it, I thought, maybe. <laughs> On my way home, uh, it didn't go as well as I had hoped. 
I was almost home. Well, I shouldn't say that. I wasn't out of the woods. After I got back on my bike, and this is the part where I'm not sure I should really tell this part of the story, because I'm not sure the legalities of it. See, I thought we were in another country uh, that didn't have any laws, you know? I remember even saying to the British guy who rented the car, I remember saying, why are you drinking water? You know, you can drink and drive here. I don't think there's any, there's no street signs. I don't think there's any police. Like, it's just like if Turkey Point was an island, you know? <laughs> it's like not a, I don't think, you can, you can do whatever you want, you know? And then uh, he's like, no, I thank you very much. I'm going to treat it like it's Britain because it's the British Virgin Islands, right? <laughs> Anyways, that British guy, did, I didn't think it was too fond of my antics. But uh, he, we were in, uh, so we get to the, uh, I'm on my way home. We're leaving the last beach bar, and I realized maybe I had a couple too many cocktails, I think. This was the last test they did. After sand and livestock and everything else, they throw booze into it. And now you have to try to do all the same obstacles you did on the way there, but on the way back, you have to do it after you've consumed just random amounts of liquor. <laughs> so we almost made it home. We got to that same old roundabout, and you know, there's a lot to consider on that roundabout. Me and Jane both have to lean, plus the backpack of all our stuff have to lean a certain way, because you have to lean to go around the roundabout. But don't go clockwise, you have to go counterclockwise, because you're in Britain, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, so, long story short, I don't really remember what happened, but at one point I was on the pavement with my face breaking my fall, you know? And uh, then, unbeknownst to me, we're in a pickup truck and we're headed to a clinic. I do remember arguing that I didn't need to go and everyone saying, oh, you definitely need to go. <laughs> and then, uh, as I'm in the clinic, I'm lying on the bed it's like uh, in the clinic, and I can see my big toe. It's like mangled, you know? It's standing up in the, in the air. And uh, I can't feel my face, which is, uh, has, I got two, three rows of stitches under my chin, and I got uh, the stitches on my forehead. And um, they were both grotesque and open wounds at this point in time. As not to mention I had a, a knee wound that was quite severe, but I could just see this toe and everything else had been frozen, so the toe hurt and I could see it. And I couldn't understand why nobody was dressing my toe. And I remember even ask, uh, addressing my concern to the nurse, why aren't you uh, taking care of that toe? It looks terrible. And uh, at what point she, she uh, answered the question by showing my wife uh, the underside of my wound by opening up the flap of my forehead. <laughs> He doesn't, he's in laughing. He doesn't even know how hurt he is, you know? He's uh, completely an idiot. And then she goes, I think I'm going to give him an IV. And then uh, I said, oh, what are you putting in the IV? And she, oh, it's saline. I have just, uh, I'm just assuming you've had a couple beverages today, is what she said. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good guess on her part. And then, uh, <laughs> so I leave the, or my wife leaves to settle up with the nurse who stitched me up. And I know they're settling up, and I'm looking at that toast still. No one's done a thing about it, you know? So I, um, I can hear them settling up in the other room, and my, uh, I think it's like 300 bucks, but then the nurse looks over and she sees that I've hopped off the bench and started dressing my own foot <laughs> with gauze that I had stolen from her. And then uh, she, uh, it became 350, <laughs> 350 for the medical visit. And the whole time this guy George was waiting for us to take us back to the scooter place because the scooter place uh, needed to settle the bill up with me for the damages. So I uh, went to go look at the scooter damage. The scooter damage was uh, the front bumper had broke off. The front part of the front bumper had broke off. A couple scratches, but there was tons of scratches on that thing before. Turns out this is a common occurrence in Anagata. 
<laughs> as I found out from other tourists along the way. But um, they charged me uh, $650 is what they wanted to charge me for the, uh, for the bumper break. <laughs> and you guys laugh because you know me. I didn't take it lying down. I don't care if I look like this had a toothache in the 1930s. I don't care if my head's bandaged up. I don't care if I'm slightly concussed. You don't try to charge me 650 bucks for a bumper. I wasn't born yesterday, you motherfucker. <laughs> right? So I dug my heels in, and this godforsaken land of Anagata, I said, I'm not paying that. I don't have it. I'm not paying it, you know? And the lady says, well, I, uh, uh, what will you pay? I said, I'll give you $300. And she said, uh, oh, I want 550 and I said, 500 And she said, 550 And I'm like, no fucking way. And she goes, I'm calling the cops. And I'm like, good, do it, because I need you to call the cops, right? Because they're going to listen to me, this guy that looks like a frat boy. These people are like, there's literally 70 people maybe on this fucking island. And they all know each other, including the cops. And they're not there to help me. They're to help the guy who's like uh, got the crazy guy. Anyway, she started insulting my mother at one point in time, too, which I thought was really something. Like, she was saying something about my mama. And I think I may have called her a few names as well. And then, uh, anyways, the police came. They were less than, uh, they were more on the other person's side than mine, which wasn't a huge surprise. We settled up relatively quickly. And uh, I went to uh, uh, hide my uh, tail between my legs at the uh, bar when I waited to go back on the boat. I was supposed to eat with the rest of my crew, but I couldn't really do it. And my wife went to go with the spiny lobster. It was supposed to be the best place to get spiny lobster. And it was, uh, it was the only thing they had there that was any good. It was a very shit island. I can't tell you that <laughs> enough. Anagata, don't go. Anagata, don't go. You can go look at flamingos. They're really far away. You can kind of see a hint of pink. And you're like, I wish I was somewhere else. The place sucks, OK? So uh, Anagata, we were, uh, I was just waiting to leave this place watching my wife uh, going back and enjoying a nice lobster dinner. But I was fuming. And I was like, 550 bucks for a fucking bumper? Like, 550 bucks for a fucking bumper? I'm sitting there, and I just decided I had enough. And I walked back to the scooter place by myself. My wife, uh, I was out of her line of sight. So I left. I went to the <laughs> scooter place. And uh, all I did was I, I saw that they were all gone from the scooter place, but they had closed up, so they put a rope across their driveway or whatever. I, climbed over the rope like that. I picked up my little piece of bumper, and I went like this, and a police car comes up, and the police jumps out, pushes me, grabs the bumper from my hand, and says, go back to wherever you came from and leave this island, or you're going straight to jail. And I said, give me back my bumper. I paid 550 bucks for that, right? And then he pushes me again. The cop pushes me again, which is really surprising to me, because black guys usually like me. That is a, a fact. I don't know if you've been around me very much. I don't know what it is, but it's true. I don't know what it is. I usually get along. I was shocked when this guy wasn't on my side, this much not on my side. And he starts yelling at me saying, uh, you're not in the States anymore, buddy. You know, uh, where do you think you are? You know, get back on the boat or I'll do it and I'll, I'll push you if I want to. What are you going to do about it? That sort of stuff, you know? Push, push, push. And I started thinking about the live from the Dutch Hall audience and I started thinking, what makes a better story right now, you know? <laughs> I have to tell a story to my listeners of this show. Do I push this guy back or do I uh, just walk away, you know? And uh, because it was the second day of my trip, I decided on the ladder to walk away 
But I went back to my old stoop to just stew about it. You proud of me for doing that, Dave? Oh, super proud. I went back to my stoop where a German guy came up to me and he says, oh, it's you. Oh, it's you. Do you remember me? I'm the German guy who was behind you on the scooter when we found your chin was pissing blood. <laughs> In Germany, we call it pissing blood. When we see the blood gushing from your face, we call that pissing blood. You remember me? I'm from Germany. Germany, yeah? I didn't remember him at all. I didn't remember him at all. We left. We, we left the godforsaken island of Anagata. But you know what? I found out, and this is my solution to this story. Anagata, you are just a couple of years of global warming away from being washed away, you sons of bitches. <laughs> With the exception of the nurse that stitched up my face, I could give two shits. To that nurse, please leave the island, because I'm going to be using a grotesque amount of hairspray until you guys are all underwater. <laughs> Let's get the show under the underway, people. How about that, eh? Oh, listen to the round of applause. Hey. Let's hear it for the greatest yeah. band Canadian late night history, the Nocturnal Emissions, everyone. Come on. This week, on lead guitar, that fella right there, that's Steve the Reluctant German, everybody. Put your hands together. In the corner, that's, that's our CRTC required Frenchman. That's a French tickler, Capuanja, everyone. And playing the bass, hanging low between the legs of the nocturnal emissions. That's our bass player, Whiskey Wes Haggins, everyone. And our guest tonight on vocals and rhythm, that's an old familiar friend of the show. Dave the Rooster Charters, everyone. Yes. You know, I did forget one part of that story. This is like, I made a bunch of bad decisions in that story. And then uh, at the very end, uh, I saw this, like uh, I was really having a bad time. And then uh, after the cop had pushed, roughed me up, and then I see this guy, he's like taking a bunch of weed and he's like mushing it up in his hand, but at the end of the bar. And I said, hey, you selling any of that? And he says, no, go away. <laughs> That's Anagata for you. What a shithole. like a shit island. There's no rock on it. Sounds it's like all sandbar. sand. There's no rock on it, Dave. It's non-volcanic. I know I'm, I've been accused of being a non-volcanic uh, hater. And you know what? If thinking people that live on a stupid sandbar uh, are stupid makes me some sort of prejudice against the Anagadians, then I'll take that criticism. I'm sorry. Not enough magma. No, I need magma to like people. That's what it is. That island hated me. You know who loved me? Joost Van Dyke. I'll go there back there any day. I love that island of Joost Van Dyke. But that's a story for another day. Today, we have some business to take care of, but sure do. before we take care of that business, we need to do a segment on this show that we call Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. It's feedback. Motherfucking feedback. So we have, um, we got some feedback from 
I, I got right into it without even talking about our sponsors, Amazon. About you know how people have, usually I say go to the website and then you click on the banners and then do your Amazon shopping and some of that money comes back and helps the show. I didn't even say that. I went right into the feedback. So I'm not even going to say it this time. What about Nordpack? Who's going to say that? Paul's not here. The beef people. What? The beef people. Oh. The beef people. Yeah, there you go. Hey, there we go. It was coming from everywhere. Is there an echo in here? I thought there was another Paul in here. But anyways, and we got one more, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to talk to the, about this feedback right now. We got this on Facebook Messenger. It says, Pete, I'm glad you made it back from your vacation, bruised and battered, but alive. I'm relieved life wouldn't be the same without my weekly fix of live from the Dutch Hall. And that is from Dr. Bruce Veltry. Yeah, that's right. I said doctor. Even doctors are, are dumb enough to listen to our show. That is what the moral of the story is. <laughs> and um, so the other piece of feedback we got, which really spurred a discussion. It spurred? It spurred. Oh, spurred. It spurred a discussion with all of us here at Spiky Ball Studios because Spiky Ball Studios is a producer of this program live from the Dutch Hall. Mm. And when we talk, when we're talking about putting this show together, we, we go through the feedback. We talk with the listeners. We want to find out what the listeners are talking about. So we go in there and we read these. We discuss what we're going to do. And people knew. They, were, they knew the rule was put into place. We are going to fire anybody that misses a full month of shows at Live from the Dutch Hall. That was said on the show. And then uh, somebody actually did it. And we're now he has to face the consequences. And he knows it. And people knew it because last week they did the math. And uh, people are starting to think, like, is this guy even on the show anymore, Dave Charters? And uh, this is one, what one listener said. He goes, I think you guys need to make a missing poster for Charters and put it on his chair. Or a blow-up doll dressed like him with a ball gag in his mouth. Just a thought. <laughs> right, Kevin? I'll, that's from Kevin Van Dungeon right there, the last week's list, listener of the week. And you know what, Kevin, if you ever, if you're coming to our shows at Spiky Ball Studios, so this uh, next Saturday, March 23rd, I believe it is, Mace Galoni's going to be here. You got tickets with your names on them from last week. If you haven't contacted me yet at livefromthedutchhallgmail.com. That's all you got to do, Kev. And if you guys still need tickets out there for any of our events for the spring stand-up series, just go to uh, uh, give us an email at uh, spikyballstudios at gmail.com. No big deal. We'll give you some tickets. I'll give you a Dutch Hall deal even. There's a special deal for Dutch Hall listeners. $5 off the listed price. You're How about that? First. You're welcome. Anyways, so that's for you guys to do. Thank, and, uh, but anyways, Kevin Van Dungeon, what a great idea. Tells me a few things. Number one, Charters, you're fired. What are you doing in the band? What are you doing? I said, you're the guest of the show. I need you to put your guitar away. You're no longer a member of this band. I want you to hang it up. You're no longer allowed to play this theme so the feedback anymore. Did you do it? No, we didn't. Good, you took your punishment like a man. Now I need you to hang it up, and I need you to come sit in the guest chair and, and uh, for the rest of feedback. Did you guys all enjoy doing feedback without Dave? See? That's what happens. When people show up every week, they get to enjoy that stuff. But you didn't, so come here, fired guy. Now, Kevin, you, what you did was you gave us some great ideas. And you did make us aware that Charters needs to be fired, which we already knew. And uh, now, Dave, you're our, our guest. And uh, Kevin gave us good ideas. What would you think 
uh, when you're not here, do you think that uh, what do you think should should be done about the show when you're not here? Like, you think how do you think we should carry on without you? Because you're such an integral part of the show. When I'm not here? Yeah, when you're not here. Um. Well, it wouldn't be as good as when I am here. Right. Why do everyone, you everyone knows that? You do you watch when you're not on it? Um, or I listen? Watch, I usually watch the intro because that's the most important part to me. Yeah. And then <laughs> I listen to the intro in my car a few times. The intro mostly. I do listen to the intro. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so did you it. know you were fired at all before you came here today? I actually got some of my own feedback. <laughs> I'm disgusted that you have that power, but, <laughs> <laughs> but go and, ahead. Uh, some of my, I don't know if you know this, but I have a great fan base who just talks to me personally. Oh, really? Yeah? Yeah. And they all reached out to me and uh, let me know how worried they were oh, for yeah? me, and they felt bad because they had heard that something like if I didn't show up in the next hour, yeah. that I would be fired from the show. So. Oh, they told you that? Who was yeah, it? Yeah, like during the show. So I contemplated like who was getting it? in my car. It was multiple people in my giant fan base. Oh, okay. Who, who messaged oh, me. Oh, your like, phone blew up. Messaged me personally. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> your phone blew up, eh? Yeah. yeah. Blew right up. And then uh, instead, I just decided to watch uh, some television. Oh. Man, what would wow. the show do without you? I do not know. I do not know. But uh, I can tell you, we got one ad to do, and then, then I'll okay. tell you what we're going to do. Just sit tight there. I got more questions for you. You're a guest tonight. Big special guest tonight, <laughs> yeah. Dave. Don't go anywhere. I'm really excited about where we're going. I'm excited too. Are you excited too? Because I'm really excited. I can't wait. It's going to be a fun one. I got to tell you, that's it for feedback. We got one more. We got one more sponsor to uh, acknowledge. And this is the sponsor. He really joined us. He wanted to start supporting us when he heard of the service we provided called Van Dyke Party Service. He believed in our idea enough to do what he could to make sure we we're the uh, that this thing got off the ground. This idea of Van Dyke Party Services gets off the ground because he agrees with us, this particular gentleman that works for this company, that most of you people and your friends are kind of dull and boring and uh, most of the times that you think are good are just like stuffy reasons to spend money and you don't really actually have any fun, you know? In order to get fun, don't you feel find you have to be mostly blackout drunk with a bunch of Van Dykes? <laughs> that is super fun. I've been doing Yeah, it's really fun, guys. So that's why we started Van Dyke Party Services, because if you want to have an event, all you got to do is give us an email at live from the Dutch gmail.com and we'll send you between 5 and 29 Van Dyke First Cousins and bright yellow jackets. And all you're going to have to do is give us $100 of cold hard cash, yep. plus pay for all of your expenses, which I'm not going to lie to you people. They're going to be dear. But if you're not 100% satisfied, we'll return that $100. But those expenses run through our bodies and potentially yours. Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Brought to you by our good friends at Clean Flow. And Clunder, can you please show us what the good people at Clean Flow gave? To give it to Paul, uh, Paul the bartender, uh, specifically to warm his head. Paul, I'm going <laughs> to tell you right now, you didn't show up. That uh, Clunder's going to wear that I right home. I might even keep it. Fits like a glove and probably warm, isn't it? Very warm. You probably can take your shirt right off after that. For a guy right? with no hair, very warm. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Thank you, Clean Flow. Woo. Everybody wants to lubricate something, look up Clean Flow. <laughs> That's a K L E E N F L O. Clean Flow. Hey, Dave, was that good? Hey. Yeah, that was pretty good. All right, now we got That's it for feedback, so we got that out of the way. Now we have to get to what to do 
with Mr. Dave Charters. Mm-hmm. Missed one month of shows, one month of shows, and you now realize that something needs to be done. A precedence has been set. You want me to think it's okay if Wes decides to miss a month of shows? I'm supposed to just like pretend that nothing just happened, right? Mike doesn't even do it in harvest time. You know how precious harvest is for Michael, right? But yeah. you do it. What is your, what is your, uh, what is, is there any defense for it, Dave? Well, to be perfectly honest, <laughs> I was kind of just trying to be tough before when I was saying I just watch TV when the show was going on. <laughs> but what really happened was a lot of things happened in February. You might know that February is my, uh, the month of my birth. Oh, I decided not to recognize that anymore. I had a nice birthday in February. And mm-hmm. when I have a birthday, what that means is I go on a bender. Oh, do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went on a bender. Yeah, yeah? Yeah. I didn't, well, I didn't ever got, come to these benders. It We're was friends It's more of a personal thing. It's, uh, oh, you do it with no one? Yeah, just a personal bender. You just go, you drink alone? I went on a bender for a bit. But then what happened was I came, <laughs> I came back around. And uh, it's, I don't know if you know this, but it's in the heat of hockey season right now. All right. And, uh, That's team, when you do your most drinking? The team that I coach is uh, just on fire, and we've had a great season. We actually made it into the playoffs, and we had some late hockey nights, and uh, now we're in the uh, finals. Finals are coming up. So, Do you know what we're doing here, Dave? We're, we're creating one of the greatest uh, shows in Canadian broadcast history. Yep. Good work, boys. And, and uh, on the hockey team. And what you're doing is, is uh, that was a terrible rendition of a boring life <laughs> that you just gave me. I didn't like any bit of it. I offered you fucking, uh, like, Oz. And you know what you took? Yeah. Just a pile of shit. Just <laughs> yeah. rolled around in it like a... Like you a know fuck. what else had happened? My oldest uh, <laughs> child was in their high school musical. Oh, yeah, it yeah. happened to air over the, uh, la- in, during the last month. So that was, I went to multiple shows. It was like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Thing. Was it different every time? Yeah, they had, they had some, uh, what do you call them, um, understudies. So you got to see different people doing different... Yeah. Did anyone really panic and screw up and then they like... You know, I got a big shout out to those kids. They had some technical difficulties and uh, Lucas had one where he forgot a line and no one ever panicked. They, uh, they always uh, came out of it. Like uh, Lucas was looking in the camera. His role was like he was on television. So he was uh, said the teleprompter screwed up and he was asking like uh, fix the teleprompter. Yeah. And then somebody said his, the first word or whatever of his line, and then he got it back. Wow. I bet you if you look at the YouTube feed right now, it's just blowing up with people. <laughs> like, really? What, what then? Yeah. Then, uh, so you. So it was a great February for me. Oh, great February. Boy, yeah. oh boy, I'm glad I asked. Yeah. That was exciting. You know what, Dave? We got to get to this firing because I've been mo- I'm more clear now than I have ever been. This is the right decision. We've been looking for replacements for you, Dave. We have been. Kevin's uh, Van Dungeon's advice to us was not taken lightly. What we did was we put some serious, serious thought into it, and his idea has given us the f- idea for the first replacement. Mr. Clunder, if you could, could you please go backstage and get the, our first replacement for Mr. Charters? This one here, Dave, I think has got a lot of benefits versus you in the fact that uh, it's... Uh, this would be my version of what I wish you would be now, like what the version of you now I wish would be, right? <laughs> and here it is. This is the blow-up doll at Charters. I don't know, Char- if, can you give it a swing around there? Let Dave have a peek at it first. I was wondering where my hat was. I was looking for that when I came in. Yeah. Jesus. As you can see, Dave. What is she wearing? 
She's wearing sweatpants. sweatpants, a little sweat, a little tracksuit, some gold chains. I don't know. Have you ever wore that to my show before, Dave? I think probably <laughs> yes, many times. Isn't that quite similar to what you're wearing now? Just a zip-up hoodie, right? Yeah. Now you know it's hard for us. Kevin Van Dungeon gives us a great, great uh, uh, idea. I think Dave could easily be replaced by a blow-up doll dressed like him with a ball gag. Turns out. I wasn't about to pay $18.99 for a ball gag. <laughs> not for this bit. I'm not doing it. So I was like, I'll make my own ball gag, goddammit. But it turns out that the, uh, I didn't do that either. Uh, she's just got an open orifice as a mouth, right? Now, this is far superior to you, Dave, because... Uh, Why is she so fat? What we did, Dave, we tried to get something that most, uh, that most resembled you, so we asked if there was any plus-size blow-up dolls at this particular establishment, in which they said, yes, there is one. Uh, I go, is it a gentleman or, or a lady? And they laughed when I said gentleman. No one's going to fuck a fat man blow-up doll. They laughed at me. That was a ridiculous idea, the guy said. So then uh, they gave me this one. This one's called Fatty Patty. I don't know if people can see Fatty Patty. Fatty Patty is a jumbo love, love doll. Now, she said she had the most, the, the, uh, she had the uh, physique that was the most like yours, uh, this one. And what's nice about the box is that it, it, it talks about, it advertises very well. She's large and in charge. She's got colossal three love holes. But the back is really where it comes in. Roll me in the flower and you'll find my wet spot. This is where they put all the jokes. They go, uh, Fatty Patty, Jumbo. You want me to read some jokes to you about <laughs> oh. Fatty Patty? Oh, it's, yeah, you bet. Her blood type is ragu. Her belt <laughs> size is the equator. She has to iron her pants in her driveway every morning. She's Fatty Patty. She's living large and in charge. With more rolls than a bakery and more chins than a Chinese phone book. She's so big, she's got her own zip code. We had to use an extra wide lens just to shoot the cover. Take this jumbo whore home with you tonight. If you can carry her, her three colossal, in big bold letters, colossal love holes are begging for your pleasure rod. What a fat fuck. They put a stamp on it that says, what a fat fuck. <laughs> Anyways, I had to, in order for this show, in order to, to, to be true to my listener's suggestion, I had to go into my own community where I live and purchase this. <laughs> this. Now my reputation is probably sullied, I would say. When you think, I, Dave, all for this, this uh, because I, you couldn't show up for a month. I find this insulting. You know what, Dave? If you want to talk, if you want to say insulting, look at that girl's calves and tell me that's not exactly your calves. That girl's. Steve, can you roll up her her leg to show the calf? Can someone or Jane? Can you do that? Someone, just show the calf on one of her, like LL Cool J. That girl. Oh wait, she's losing her. Oh, she's on her knees. Probably not over the, the calves. calves. Too, the calves are too big. Yeah, her cat. No. No, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Anyways, it's bang on. After the show, we'll show you. She's got the same calves as Charters and the same tits. We all know that. So, that is our first. <laughs> what I like about her too, Dave, is that when you're not around, we can do things with this replacement for you that we can't do with, um, with, uh, with you, right? Like if, uh, well, number one I like about this is that uh, he doesn't talk, you know? 
that, like that, he doesn't tell those stories like what you just told that ruined the whole show. <laughs> he, he, um, he doesn't do that. He just sits there with his mouth wide open like he's surprised at everything I say, right? <laughs> I like that about that. That's what I wish you would do. And then uh, I also like, what I also like about this replacement for you is that if, if, if uh, he gets out of line, Steve, hit him. <laughs> hit him, you're gonna smack him, right? Yeah. Right, you just smack him, right? Yeah, that's it. That's the replacement. What we can do is we can throw it off buildings. We can uh, run it over with a truck, you know? We can do a lot of things. You've refused those ideas when we've asked <laughs> to do those things to you. You said no to each and every one of those ideas, right, Dave? <laughs> that is true. That is true. So who's the better uh, uh, person for our show, this blow-up doll or you, Dave? Last time, chance to defend yourself before the next contestant comes I in. I have no defense. <laughs> no defense. It's going to be a tight one. So now, I think without further ado, oh, we should introduce the next alternative to Dave Charters on our show. This is a character that I've been waiting for for a very long time. We've been, uh, we've been waiting and trying to get this person to join our show. Very sought-after character on this program. I'd love to introduce this person to you. I, I tell you, this is a dream come true of mine to have him on my show. Without further ado, come on out there, Charters Puppet. <laughs> hey, how you doing, Charters Papa? Cock a doodle do the roosters in town. <laughs> hey. So, Charters Puppet, what makes you think that uh, you would be a suitable replacement for this, uh, this guy right here? <laughs> a suitable replacement? Look at me. I'm beautiful. <laughs> I'm a beautiful puppet. And hey, it feels pretty good to have some nice twink with his uh, hand up my rear right now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he reminds me a lot of the old. He reminds me of a lot of the old you, Dave. This guy's got a lot more going on for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's easy, easy to take this guy's place. I'm better in every way. <laughs> you ever pour whiskey in your eyes? <laughs> That'll get you drunk real quick, isn't that right? <laughs> I really think I've hung out with this guy plenty of times. I, I think this reminds me a lot of somebody I know. <laughs> do you sing, Charters? Oh, do I sing? I sing, I got the voice of Barbara with piss in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what, Barbara? Rising, motherfuckers. <laughs> You're gonna wait every week just to see a fat Elvis over here shows up when you got real Elvis right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're making good good points there. You're making yeah. good points. And am I ever a hound dog? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I got the job or what? <laughs> you gotta tell me one story. One story that's better than Dave's old story. You got any? Dave's old stories. <laughs> Dave's old stories. Yeah, I got a good story. I got better stories than you trying to drive a scooter. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, I forgot about that one. I forgot about that one. Hey, uh, Pete. What? Did I ever tell you about that time that I finger-blasted a baby raccoon while I was sleeping? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> this guy's going to be hard to beat. Let's all hear it for Charter's puppet. Hey. He's going to be back... Every week, I think. 
Get me a box of Trisket crackers. We'll have a raccoon here in 35 minutes. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you, Charles Puppet. <laughs> Fuck off, cocksuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> hey, Charter's Puppet, everybody. That has been two years in the making, you know. Oh, uh, oh God. And your daughter, has your daughter given you any inclination that uh, that Charter's Puppet has been in the works? No, zero. <laughs> Honestly, every birthday party for the last two years, she's pulled me into a little closet and said, how's the Charter's Puppet coming along? Because <laughs> oh <my laughs> I told her about that idea once at your place. He that looks like you. Unca uncanny. <laughs> Did you see the haircut? You the go to the same barber. The haircut, the haircut was one thing that you didn't even get close. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> I if I I don't I probably don't get a vote, but uh, if, I, if I did get a vote, <laughs> I yeah. would definitely vote for Charger's puppet. Charger's puppet over just the. Uh, oh, he's like everything that I've ever dreamed I could be. <laughs> 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 I had no idea you'd like the Charger's puppet so much. Oh. He actually, you actually are a fan of his. You're like a, you're That's a amazing. friend of his. It actually makes me not, not want to show up <laughs> just to see what I, what the potential that I could have. Well, uh, as you know, he's not you, right? <laughs> <laughs> like that's not you. That's a different person. So he, you can both be here. You were just now. <laughs> it just happened. That's awesome. Yeah. So he can come even if you show up. I don't like how he was eyeballing me at the end, though. He stared right into my soul. It's, he has the exact same eyes as you. Dead like a shark, eh? Yeah. Just like this. glassed over and dead like a shark. I don't know how you. Uh, oh God. She really. Uh, I, I have to. I have to give a shout out to my daughter Maya Van Dyke for for uh, constructing the the charter's puppet. Yeah, from? yeah. Oh my god. Maya's did it. She got your eyes. She spent. I made her. The, I said, Dave, send me a picture. Remember the other day I, I tricked you? Do you remember the other day I yeah, tricked you? Yeah, I thought I was gonna see the picture on social media or something. No, I said, Dave, will you send me a, a picture of you? I miss you. Is what I said. Aww. And Dave right away doesn't think. He just knows. Pete misses me, sends me a picture. Take a selfie right away. <laughs> and then uh, we were actually trying to look at your hair because we didn't know what, because you have a different hairstyle every time I see you. And we're trying to recreate. And I'm trying to explain your hair. I'm like, uh, you know, like a uh, hipster, like, uh, you know, went all the way on the hipster thing, kind of, you know. And then she's like, no, I don't know. She kept doing that. Uh, and I'm like, send me a picture. And then Dave sends me a picture. You're wearing a hat. Oh, yeah, I wear a hat a lot. Yeah, so it didn't see it. So I was like, Maya, don't worry about that. Concentrate on his eyes, his dead <laughs> eyes. Get his dead <laughs> eyes, right? Nailed the mustache, too. <laughs> really nailed it. Got a nice mustache. Oh, yeah. Nice duster. And what I like about him, too, is just like you, when you take off his glasses, his nose and mustache all come <laughs> off. Just like, just like you, which I think is perfect. Oh, that was too funny. Hey, does anyone know if this show's been going on, how long the show's been going on for? I forgot to... 56? Oh, we actually did it. We have uh, we actually nailed this one, except for the beginning part, but uh, but we actually did nail yeah, it, everybody. Good show, people. Thank you, everybody. We But before we leave, we have one colossal, colossal, life-changing, never-before-heard-of announcement for Live from the Dutch Hall. And I want to say this when the whole crew is together, but somebody kept fucking not showing up, and it was you. It, yeah, it was you. Full responsibility. Sorry, yeah. Michael. And then, and then now Michael's not here and Paul's not here. All why? Because of hockey now. Mm. Eh? They caught the hockey bug because somebody got away with it one time <laughs> four weeks in a row saying hockey, hockey, hockey. And now all of a sudden everybody's Mr. Hockey. I'm going to miss the show. That's what happens, Dave, when you don't punish people. Yeah. 
on the reg. You know what? You're doing it right. Yeah. When Michael misses four shows in a row, he's going to be the doll with big tits. <laughs> right? <laughs> right now, that's you. <laughs> but we have one announcement we have to make, and we're, we're going to have to sign off for this week. It's a pretty serious announcement. It's something I don't take lightly, but I, for everyone that stuck it through the end, if you listen to this, you deserve to hear this announcement. This is the sixth season of Live from the Dutch Hall. Will be the final season of our program. What? C U N T. See you next Thursday, everyone.